0: You're listening to ReachMD XM 233, the channel for medical professionals. Insulin, invaluable medicine, definitely. Perfect murder weapon, not likely so. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Lee Friedman, your host, and with me today is Dr. Vincent Marks, professor of clinical biochemistry, uh, medical doctor at the University of Surrey in Great Britain. Uh, Dr. Marks is an expert on hypoglycemia and measurement of insulin and has written a book called The Insulin Murders. Welcome, Dr. Marks. Good evening. We're very glad that you're here and tell us of some of the more interesting cases you were mentioning to me, the case of Dee Windsor, a nurse.
1: Dee Windsor is a nurse, was a nurse and uh, she was married to uh, a gentleman by the name of Nick. Uh, That was his nickname anyway. And they had been sort of chums ever since they were student nurses together. But just before they got married, he had a motorcycle accident and became totally paraplegic. And uh, although he could not function uh, uh, as a, a two legged individual, he was nevertheless very powerfully built and uh, he was fully conscious, held down a job, and uh, they had been married for about, I think, 10 years or so. She was a nurse in a, a hospital about 45 minutes' drive away. She. Uh, was invited to a party at that uh, uh, place, and she said goodbye to him and went off. He said that he had wasn't feeling terribly well, but he didn't feel that bad. She went off, leaving him in charge of their child, who was a little boy of three. Dee went to a party and stayed overnight with uh, her nursing friend. Next morning, she phoned up to speak to Nick and say, uh, "Had had he taken the child to school?" Uh, and she couldn't get through to him on the phone. So she then phoned the, the school or the, the, the kindergarten and uh, said, you uh, know, what's happened? Uh, isn't uh, uh, Nick there and the, the, the child? And uh, they said no. And uh, she said, well, I expect he's on his way. I'll try and get him again. Couldn't get hold of him. She phoned again at about nine o'clock and said, no, would you go round to the house? And which the teacher did and she knocked on the door, no answer. Um, She eventually spoke to the child through the letterbox, a little boy, and she said, "Uh, where's daddy? And he said, well, he's asleep and he won't wake up. And so she got the keys, went into the house, found the, uh, the father lying comatose on his bed, stark naked, she uh, immediately contacted D and said, "What the, am I going to do?" D said, "Call the doctor. He knows us well. Get get him uh, uh, to come round." Uh, and of course, I'm going to come round too.
0: And what did the doctor find when he got there?
1: The doctor arrived very, very quickly and found Nick. And he weighed twenty stone, which is uh, I think that's about a uh, hundred and. Fifty kilos or something—a huge big uh, guy, uh, amount. Big. They uh, found he was unconscious, and they called an ambulance to come and take him away. He was eventually taken to hospital, where, because he was unconscious, somebody measured his blood glucose, a, a point of care test, and it was very low, under a millimole. So somebody took some blood from him then and uh, sent it to. Um, It so happens, my laboratory, because my lab was the one at that time that did most of the assays in Britain, uh, it was analyzed, but nobody, there was no urgency about it, because he was known to be hypoglycemic. Your treatment of hypoglycemia, you give him intravenous glucose. Uh, It's only subsequently that you need to know what the cause was.
0: And uh, how did he do?
1: His blood glucose was immediately brought up, but he didn't come round. and uh, they did an X-ray, they did a CAT scan, he had... uh, cerebral swelling. Um, they gave him dexamethasone, and they gave him antibiotics. Uh, they gave him antibiotics immediately. I should say, because he was paraplegic, he actually had an indwelling catheter, which, of course, had, from time to time, led him to have urinary tract infections, mm-hmm. and that may have been the reason why he wasn't very well the night before. And when they found the glucose uh, was low, they treated it, but as I say, he didn't come round. They wondered what was the cause, but one of the doctors thought it may have been septicemia, and this was a discussion between him and one of the other clinicians as whether it was an insulin-secreting
0: tumor. What did the insulin and C-peptide levels show then?
1: Well... um Uh, Eventually, the results came back, but by this time, uh, he was obviously moribund and had died. And the results came back with an insulin of uh, 850-odd picomoles and no C-peptide. In the presence of a blood glucose of one, that is decidedly abnormal. Absolutely. um, it's nowhere near as high as we'd been cu- accustomed to seeing in patients who had uh, uh, been murdered with insulin, uh, not only in our own experience, but in uh, uh, the literature, and certainly not in the same o- order of magnitude as you find in people who attempted to commit suicide with insulin. As a result of that, of course, the assumption was this must be insulin, no C-peptide, uh, high insulin, low blood glucose. That is the insulin-induced hypoglycemia. to proved otherwise. No the police were notified and of course they came and investigated it appeared that Dee had a perfect alibi here she was she had gone and spent the night with her friend 45 minutes drive away Uh, when she had left Nick he uh, had phoned his brothers and spoken to them on the phone which uh, so that it made it very unlikely that she could have given him a lethal dose of insulin even if he'd agreed to it before she left Then it it therefore came down that, well, she must have come home during the night, injected him with insulin without him knowing because, of course, he was being paraplegic. He didn't know what was going on in his legs uh, and then gone back to report for duty at seven o'clock in the morning. Well, the whole thing seemed very improbable. But. Here was an insulin assay, there was hypoglycemia. The insulin assay was very definitely pointing towards it. Before I knew the whole history, uh, I had assumed that this was somebody who'd given himself a small dose of insulin because bodybuilders were using insulin at that time to um, build up their muscles, and he was very keen to make sure that, he was, that the bits of his body that uh, he could control were very strong. So I thought that if anybody had given him insulin, it was himself.
0: So maybe a self-induced insulin-related hypoglycemic state, but not administered by his wife, who was a nurse. Is that what you concluded?
1: Uh, I, again, didn't really think uh, that this was very likely. He had vomited, which, as I have pointed out, others have too is extremely rare in uh, insulin-induced hypoglycemia. He uh, did not recover when given uh, intravenous glucose and mannitol, which rather suggests that he must have been unconscious for six or so hours, and yet Dee didn't have an opportunity. She was under observation until about 3 a.m. that morning, and uh, she was on duty at 7.
0: The timing didn't work well.
1: It didn't work, but I'm afraid that uh, I was forced to the conclusion that although I couldn't be certain, I did not think that this was insulin. I thought it was probably something to do with his ladder and the fact that he had probably got a septicina which and they didn't do a blood culture until well after he had been treated with antibiotics. So That was not ruled, (laughs) they couldn't really uh, say anything like that. Now, we subsequently have shown that all immunoassays are subject to occasional error, and particularly those that uh, when you get uh, sick people, sick people seem to uh, produce false positive results. And it's been shown, particularly with HCG assays, that uh, sick people can develop false positive hcg levels which revert to normal when they recover so i personally uh, am strongly of the opinion that this was an error of insulin assay now we can measure insulin by better methods than just straight immunoassay. For clinical purposes, that's all that's required. But in order to prove that something is insulin, you really need to go beyond doing an insulin assay. You need to separate it or use something like mass spectrometry to measure it. And uh, I was not convinced, and I know several other doctors who have appeared in the case, were not convinced that uh, this was insulin-induced hypoglycemia.
0: Were those other tests performed at any point?
1: Well, no. I mean, uh, in a way, that's the only test. Clearly, he never had an insulinoma. He didn't have uh, uh, any of the recognized uh, anatomical causes for uh, hypoglycemia. But as I say, uh, you can get hypoglycemia from severe infection. Uh, He may even have had a catastrophic form of uh, meningitis, which is, uh, again, a well-known cause of hypoglycemia coming on and death occurring very rapidly indeed. He was treated with antibiotics. I think he received good medical care, but it was impossible to establish really why he died. He died uh, from multi-organ failure after about 10 days.
0: You've noted certain other elements that were not consistent with an insulin-induced hypoglycemia, such as the vomiting, the lack of response to intravenous glucose. Are there yet other elements of this particular case that point away from exogenous insulin in spite of the results on the insulin assay?
1: Um, I do not think that the insulin assay, which is the only piece of evidence, there was no, uh, there was no motive. The, the prosecution agreed that there was no motive. Uh, there was nothing to point to anything disturbing between the two of them. They seemed to have a perfectly happy relationship. They had this child. But here we have... Uh, the problem of one piece of evidence, of one documented piece of evidence only. Only was the insulin assay, uh, high insulin, low C peptide. And this could have been due to analytical error. Not, um, that, as I say, it was done in my own laboratory by one of my colleagues, uh, Dr. Derek Teal, but there are means of ordinary insulin assays and all other assays using uh, immunoassay can. Uh, produce false positives and even occasionally false negatives. And there was a very famous case going on at the same time as this in America known as the Jennifer Roofer case in which uh, she had been diagnosed as having a chorion carcinoma uh, because of uh, an erroneous HCG assay.
0: What was the outcome of this case?
1: Dee Windsor is reposing in prison. Many of us think uh, wrongly and uh, we're going to try and convince uh, the criminal cases review body and one of the things I noticed that uh, albumin, which dropped like a stone, it, it dropped to half its level in, uh, in, in less than a week. And uh, the only way that that can happen is when the albumin in the plasma goes into the tissues through defective capillaries. And uh, that doesn't happen in, in insulin-induced hypoglycemia, as far as I'm aware, until uh, multi-organ failure sets in. More which-
0: likely a sepsis or some other process. Yeah.
1: Absolutely, and, uh, and and the mass
0: uh, the mass spectrometry tests again were not available or couldn't be done on. No,
1: uh, it really wasn't available at that time. It had been uh, described uh, in the literature, but and we just didn't have enough to do HPLC separation and coupled with the immunoassay, which is what we would have done if there'd been enough of the sample, but we didn't
0: have it. I want to thank Dr. Vincent Marks, who's been our guest, as we've been discussing insulin as a possible murder weapon, and specifically the D. Windsor case. I'm Dr. Lee Friedman, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM 233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your email to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.